0: under her eye this podcast is all about women's empowerment and gender equality we are fucking dismantling the patriarchy over here and we are doing that through education because education is so important and this is all brought to you by me in sansfield i am 17 years old i do not know shit i do not Hey guys, welcome back to Under Her Eye. Why am I speaking like that? <laughs> so, today is going to be a little short episode um, where I'm just going to read some Instagram polls. Polls? <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Um, Because... I shit where is it basically what i did was i posted a poll on what people think needs to be discussed more and i'm going to read you these because i think these are really i think it's really important to engage wider like engage wider than for my podcast not just talking about what i think but actually asking other people And I'm really kind of trying to get some guests on at the moment, which I have a few that will be coming soon, which is very exciting. Uh, But basically, the poll I put on was, what topics slash issues do you think need to be discussed more? Oh, also, I am sorry that I haven't posted. I literally said in my last episode, oh, I'm going to try to do every week, and it's been two weeks. Mmm. Okay, Amy. But yeah, I put that on. And one of the topics that someone said was, um, female masturbation. And I put this on my Instagram story, and I put, can someone tell me why it's is acceptable and normal for men slash boys to talk about it, but if women do, it's seen, it's deemed wrong or slutty, just to name a few. And I believe this is because of the patriarchy and how... I mean, there's double standards, isn't there, really? <laughs> As we know. And there's things that men can do and can say they do um, without... But women can't. And it's not just that men will label women in a certain way if they admit to masturbating, but it's also other women. Like, it's, it's just genu- gen- generally in society, like, villainized and, like, shamed upon. And it's just putting shame on women. And it's also, I think, in its roots, and this is very subconscious in a lot of men and in the patriarchy, but if women aren't comfortable with their own bodies, not just their vaginas, but their bodies, then... They're going to need a man more. Do you know what I mean? Like, we want... I, I listened to Florence Given's podcast, which is amazing, by the way. She's listen to it. And her episodes, uh, she does, like, mini-series. And at the moment, they're about sex. And she was talking to... What was her... I really forgot her name. Um, But she was a dominatrix. And they were talking about how... Um. It's just so, kind of deemed wrong for women to please themselves and to enjoy pleasure in general. And Florence was saying how I'm really sorry. I'm just I'm struggling a little bit to remember. I literally wrote it down on my phone, so I'll try and find it. She was basically saying how it's like I'm gonna have to find it because it was such a good quote. I'm really pissed that I can't find it. But anyway, basically I wrote it in my notes, but I have like. 1,200 notes, <laughs> oh my god, um, and I don't even think I can tell you how many are just from this year, but yeah, she was just talking about Gill and how like, if women were more comfortable in their bodies and more comfortable with pleasing themselves, then like, it wouldn't be as necessary for men to be kind of associated with pleasure, which I think would definitely we away from that, obviously, but there's still heteronormative ideas that say man and woman pleasure, woman needs man for pleasure, you know? And that is definitely kind of, like, this links in with, like, every kind of capitalism, you know, like, the diet industry. The diet industry is definitely more targeted at women because it feeds off women's insecurities and it also makes women's insecurities. Like, I think you really have to kind of look at this and i think it's really helped too with my like self-image is fucking realizing how disgusting and corrupt the diet industry is because it feeds off insecurities it literally creates them to then be able to create something else that ends it but it doesn't fix it it's made to not fix it because then if there's one thing that doesn't fix it well, then they can make something else. And people are still buying it. They don't care if it fixes it. They don't want it to fix it. Anyway, I'm rambling a little bit. But I'm going to do full episodes on all of these topics. But this is just a kind of highlight. them. Again, like a little a little snippet. So, the other one that someone put, well, there's quite a few. So, ah, I've lost it. So someone else puts that um, they put, I'm going from the start. so the patriarchal standard, pretty girls not acknowledging their privilege. So I think this goes for not just pretty girls. Um, so I put this on my story as well. And I put this goes for all forms of privilege. Many people think because they are pre- they, because they are oppressed in one way. A.K.A. being a woman means they cannot have white privilege or pretty privilege, which is not true. So I'll just expand on this. Basically, I th- there's definitely a belief that if you are marginalised in one way, you don't have privilege in another way. Which is very silly, you know? Like, if you're a white person, you have white privilege. <laughs> If you are a white woman, you still have white privilege, even though you might be marginalised as a woman. But it doesn't mean that you're equally as marginalised as a woman of colour. Okay? And if you are... Um, I have discussed white privilege in one of my earlier episodes. And if you are a woman of colour, who is also part of the LGBT community, you have less privilege than a straight woman of colour or a white or even a white LGBT woman. They still have more privilege than a LGBT woman of colour. You kind of get it. Um, And I've literally come across people that I have been friends with in the past, not anymore, (laughs) who don't believe in even white privilege. Like... Okay, so, I think people kind of, they don't really understand it, and like, they don't, and I think that's the problem. If you don't, in a way, if you don't understand it, then that kind of proves that you have it, because you don't have to be aware of it. Like, say for example, white people have the privilege of not being as likely to be murdered by the police, that is white privilege, that is a form of privilege that white people have. They have a privilege of not being as scared of the police in ways that black people are b- or people of color are because of their skin. So, I'm just going to tell you the definition of privilege. So, the definition of privilege is a special right, advantage, or immunity. Granted or available only to a particular person or group. So, for example, I think the people that I know that denied having white privilege would also think that people their age who went to private school had a privilege. So, how can they believe that they would have a privilege, but they don't have a privilege for being white? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Ooh. Um, okay, next one. I'm trying to do, like, quite short snippets. So, the next one is how, as trans people, we are constantly labelled as trans, but cis people are never labelled cis. So, this is very, like, true. It's very true. Um, it's always kind of, like, trans woman. It's never, like, woman. It's always kind of, I think, invalidating... The new identity as not real, superficial, fake, um, and this is actually very concerning at the moment because uh, there's this watchdog. So, the UK British Equality Watchdog, which is called the EHRC, has been accused of advocating for anti trans rights. So, the leader, I can't remember her name and her chair and some other high-up people in it have been accused of literally advocating against trans people. And they've tried to bring in this... I, I, I'm not sure if they've brought it in yet. I think they're trying to. Um, in Scotland, they're trying to bring in... They're trying to stop trans people using their toilet of preference, their bathroom of preference. Um, and they're trying to make them show a gender recognition certificate, which, like is just the the amount of discrimination that can come from having to show that and also the invalid uh, invalidi- invalidity like what this person has said on my story, like if you have to show a gender recognition certificate, you know you're not you're not being seen as the gender you are. Do you know what I mean? You're being seen as someone who's changed gender. So yeah. And it's really worrying the EHRC's um, anti trans work. Like, it's really worrying. And I think I might do an episode on this, but one of the people that they worked with was um, she worked for a women's equality campaign thing, organisation. And this is a real issue with like some forms of feminism, which I don't believe is feminism at all, but they can be very, very. Anti-trans, J.K. Rowling, for example, and it's mainly because I think that they they don't see they're more judgmental of men like trans women that were well, men. They're more judgmental of them than trans men because it's like they don't see the woman, the person that's now a woman as a woman and it's like they're really they're like weirdly suspicious because they used to be a man and it's just so strange and yeah they just don't it's it's a real problem and I think I might do an episode on this because it's not feminism at all if you don't advocate for trans women's rights you are not a feminist because that is a woman they are women like you are not advocating for equality just like the HRC isn't okay next one pressure to have sex, oh wait, one, just do one before that, the urge for so many of us trans people to pass is for the comfort and profit for cis people, that is so true, like it's just trying to abide by heteronormativity in a way, like the, the kind of appearance, does that make sense, like, I need to do an episode of non, um, like people that don't, like, I need to do an episode on feminism and it linking with, or not linking, with non-heteronormative people and gender, and genders. People, yeah. <laughs> I'm mumbling now. Pressure to have sex. Literally, um, this also partly comes from the patriarchy because men have an entitlement that they think that they deserve to have a woman's body. They think that it is their right, and that you should always want them, and that they have the right to have you. <laughs> Ooh, objectifying, but obviously this is not just limited to men pressuring women to have sex. Like many people pressure people to have sex, and I, on a non-patriarchal lens, I don't know if it's insecurity. Like what is it about? Like, are you insecure that you're not good enough? So if someone doesn't want to, you feel like you're, not you're worthless. So you just pressure them. Do you feel like you deserve it? Like I said, do you, do you deserve to have them, even if they don't want to? I don't know what it is, and it's it's fucking alarming again. Next one, good one. All men benefit from misogynistic men. Wanted to be praised for not sexually assaulting anyone. Um, In some ways, this is definitely true, but then the patriarchy also does affect men because, you know, it's like masculinity that's not sustainable and it definitely hides... It definitely covers up who men truly want to be and provides them with this kind of blanket of security of macho-ness and ideals... Which they definitely all do not fulfil. Probably none of them. But back to the actual point, men do benefit from misogynistic men. Want to be proven? Yeah, because standards become so low. So if a man just doesn't doesn't sexually assault someone, or just doesn't doesn't like, or just says it's terribly wrong, it's seen as like they're a special man. They're different. They're such a great man. They're a feminist. They advocate for gender equality. The bar is so low. The bar is so low. <laughs> Next one. Awareness of sexualities outside the LGBT... In the LGBTQ plus community. Particularly a, Particularly asexuality. Yeah, I think a lot of people... I mean, people... Some people don't even understand... Um, Sexualities in, LGBTQ+, plus, like, they don't understand them. It's a bit like the whole thing with, like, bisexuality, like, oh, but you're with a man, so you must be straight now. Oh, you've only ever been with girls, so you're a lesbian. It's kind of that same thing, but worse, because bisexuality has become more... Knowledge- People have more knowledge of it now. But, yeah, asexuality, to be honest, I need to... You know, I really want to go into, like, LGBT plus journalism. Like, that's what I want to... Part of what I want to discuss. And that is basically the degree that I'm applying to. But I definitely need to do more research myself on certain gen, um, certain sexualities outside of it. because Because it's outside of the LGBT community, then it's just going to be... Like, people really aren't going to understand it. And they might even feel... Well, they probably do feel marginalised from the LGBT. Like, why aren't they in it? Um, And also, asexuality, people definitely don't understand as much. Like, I I listened to a podcast with my mum. And it was, how did we get here? How did... I think. And it's Claudia Winkleman, which is... She's a presenter. And her friend, Psychoanalysis... And it was like an episode and this woman was like, the the, <laughs> the podcast title was, am I, I, am I asexual or am I, am I afraid of abandonment or something? And I didn't know that it was a question on the podcast title. I thought that she was saying she was asexual. And I was just like, this episode is a bit shit. Like it didn't identify what asexuality was and it didn't I don't think it gave, it kind of equated being asexual to being afraid of men (laughs) and just being afraid of being in a relationship. And I'm like, what? No, it, that is not validating it as a sexuality. So next one. Addiction. Okay. I didn't even see this at the time. Yeah. It's still kind of They're still very much villainized, You know, I know people that would never give to homeless people because they will just buy drugs. I think I'd be buying drugs if I was homeless too. Like, people are so... I don't know. Like, I personally just think that's an excuse because you're a tight person. You don't want to give them money, so you're making it their fault that they're the drug addicts. Actually, not almost... Also, it's assuming that all homeless people are drug addicts, but also, you know, there's a lot more addiction in high professionals and like very under the radar addiction. And especially with like alcoholism, because it's so socially acceptable to drink, people do not realize like high function alcoholics is so, so prevalent. It's so crazy Um, Next one. People seeing themselves as superior for wearing natural makeup versus heavy makeup. You know what? I like this. Or like not wearing makeup. It's kind of like, again, I think it kind of links with the, the ideas of the patriarchy and women's, how women are supposed to be. Like, this is what brought back memories of, like, boys at my, like, high school being, like, oh, I much prefer, like, a, I would much prefer to be with a pretty, a naturally pretty girl rather than one of those with, like, massive false eyelashes. Nobody asked, like, genuinely who gave you the right to say that. But, yeah, there's definitely also this in, in, like, just between girls, but I still think it links with the patriarchy's um what's the word like uh, ideals for women and girls like and also with the idea like makeup in general like I've seen debates of like people saying no it makes me feel good to wear it and then some people saying yeah but that's the effect on your subconscious of the patriarchy and I was like oh my god I genuinely don't know where I stand with this Now, I'm someone who rarely wears makeup anymore, but I used to wear it every single day to school. Every single day in, like, year 10. And then in year 11, me and my friend were like, we're going to make a pet. We're never going to wear makeup to school again. So, yeah. And I definitely feel much more confident in myself not wearing it because it's also, like, fake tan. Like, I used to fake tan. And... I think it made me feel confident when I had it on. But then when it came off, I was like, "Ooh," Like, when I took my makeup off, I was like, oh, I look so different. But then when I, you just don't wear it, I just feel naturally more. And I just feel that I naturally accept my face more. And also my skin just feels clean. But that's not the point. I just started rambling on about my... But, yeah, I really don't know where I... I think... I think it can, I think the idea of women wearing makeup can definitely be subconscious ingraining of um, ideals, beauty ideals, but then I don't think you can tell another woman, as a woman, to stop wearing it, you definitely can't do that, because that is not your face, worry about your own, okay, next one, Striving to have somebody's body when they had surgery, so it's not natural. I just think in general, like, striving to have anybody's body, which is just unnatural because, you know, we've we've all got our own and this is also linked with beauty standards for everybody and how we're always thinking that there's... And also just the fact that, like, it's just crazy how... We all are unaware of how the beauty standard changes, but we still are like encapsulated by it. And that is just the power of like, oh, I just, ooh. but yeah, also with the surgery part of this answer, I really, it really pisses me off if like an influence, an influencer or a model or whatever has had surgery but like they might deny it or they don't make it clear like well now I don't know if you should have to announce you've had surgery but I think when you've got very easily influenced young people following you you should maybe take into consideration the fact that they're gonna look at you. they might look at your body and think why isn't mine like that you know, and all these what I eat in a day, is like, I used to watch them, and they are so toxic, some of them, like, some of them are okay, but majority of them are really bad, and just makes more comparison, especially if someone isn't eating enough, and posts a what i eat in a day, like, what is that about, you, you mustn't, <laughs> okay, next one is, last one, girls, higher education, still less women in high earning academic industries, so yeah, less women in higher um, earning industries, but also less non, I don't know, what's to. I'm, I'm really struggling to think of, I uh, like, the phrase that you refer to people, like, non-binary people, like, in, not just, like, anybody who identifies not with their, birth sex, like there's not enough of there's not enough uh, there's just not enough all round inclusion of anyone other than white rich men think about politics, like they're all white rich men most of them and I this is on a very tangent but like my grandma is a Tory and I <laughs> had, me and my mom had a debate with her. Like I think it was just before Christmas and it was worrying and it wasn't just about her, but the amount of people that hold him abuse. Like I said to her, oh, like what do you think of Boris's party? Because this was when it had just come out that had a party in lockdown. And she said, oh, well I broke COVID rules meaning herself. And I was like, go, you're not the prime minister. <laughs> You're not the Prime Minister. Oh. It's just any excuse to kind of like... Stick with who they think. I don't know. And a lot of a lot of people that vote Conservative argue, oh, Labour's no better. Um, even if they're not, like, surely that wouldn't make you just vote Conservative. Like, if you really didn't want to vote Conservative and you really didn't want to vote Labour there are other options, you know, fucking, the green party, this man, and, yeah, I just think that's an excuse, because they just want to vote, sorry, and also, she was just saying stuff, that is, yeah, I don't know why I've started talking about my grandma's, um, issues, (laughs) issues, (laughs) my grandma's views, that's, make me clench my jaw (laughs) um anyway guys this was supposed to be like a 10 minute episode it's not been a 10 minute episode but it was quite fun to read out other people I know's views and topics they think need to be discussed and I would definitely do a podcast on some if not all of these topics because these people think that they need to be discussed more so I'm going to discuss them more bye guys